This is the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I'm Jeremy, and I am here with two youth ministry veterans that are going to help us talk through spring break. What has worked and not worked uh, in dealing with spring break in their context? Before we go any further, though, let's just introduce uh, yourself, and we'll start with you, Kurt. Hi, I'm Kurt Franklin. I am in the Illinois Great Rivers Conference. I'm serving as the Associate Coordinator of Camping and Youth Ministries. And Chris. Hey there, I'm Chris Lynch. I have the wonderful opportunity of serving the South Carolina Annual Conference as the Coordinator of uh, Ministries with Young People. So uh, spring break is a, a you know real thing. Uh, it happens just about everywhere, even uh, you know in the year-round school systems. They usually have a longer, more significant break around spring break. That that has a real effect on youth ministry, and I think in different parts of the country, it affects youth ministry is in different ways. And it's cool. We've got people from several different parts of the United States here. First off, let's just talk, what's this seem to not work? And and why do you think not worked in your context during spring break? Well, for me, I think what you said a minute ago was that it's different in different parts of the country. And even within those segmented parts of the country, it's different. And so I think a lot of this knowing how spring break is approached in your area or not in your area, but how are you serving a church where most of the folks, their families take vacations during spring break or most of the kids there with nothing to do. So to answer your question about what hasn't worked, you know, most of the places I have served in, there's, it's a mix. So I did not have a lot of success doing like spring break trips. We would do most of our retreats and our camps stuff, the camp in the summer, our retreats on the weekends, you know, during the winter or spring or whatever. But that was just in my context. That may be something that Kurt or whoever else, you know, may say, well, that's exactly what worked for us. But I think that's the key to find out what does and doesn't work is knowing and, and having conversations with the folks in your church, even and saying, are you going to be here? What are you looking for in spring break? Right. Uh, and that kind of thing. So I think that's the key to me. Yeah. What about you, Kurt? Yes. Yeah, so in the Illinois area, spring break time is hit or miss for weather. So, mm-hmm. Really, like, if we're going to stay in the area, planning things outside is usually just a bad idea. Um, <laughs> expecting the weather to be good. Uh, I mean, always having a backup plan is necessity. And depending upon our areas, uh, I mean, we have cities that have multiple school districts with different spring break times. Yeah. So planning big, long trips isn't an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually something shorter, a weekend type thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that the people that I know, I think that there is a common piece and that it does affect your attendance negatively. I don't know anybody who has said to me, you know what, our weekly program, normal stuff attendance just doubles over spring break. I would, say I would agree with that. And, I, and so I think one of the things I would think I would say because of that, that doesn't work is to run the same programs you typically run. Right. You know, so, and that's the lesson there. Now that you said that much more clearly than I did, is that treating it like a regular week doesn't work. Right. Does not work. Yeah. 
and and that's that's an important thing. And so I, you know, I know people that completely cancel things during spring break. So uh, you know, especially down where I live, I live on the Gulf Coast, and uh, depending on how close you are to the beach, if you are at the beach, kids uh, in your group are either working or playing on spring break because everybody in the world is coming down there. And most of the people I know who have ministries that are very close to the beach, like they just shut down, you know, like that's, that's a week off and they don't try to do anything. The people that I know that have ministries kind of in the center of the country, they seem to have more success with some sort of retreat. And I I can tell you the learning piece that I've had, I've learned from several people is that spring break trips are a multi-year investment for you. So your first one is not going to be big and your second one will be a little bigger. You have to establish a pattern in people's head, a sort of tradition of going on that uh, in in order to get those spring break break trips off the ground in a way that something like a a summer camp you might not have to do. What's something that's worked for you guys? Uh, For me, it's been offering opportunities throughout the week and and not expecting well necessarily well attended, but capitalizing on those small groups, whether that's doing a a local mission thing where we go to a food pantry or a stock sales or a soup kitchen to serve lunches or or whatever. So those kind of local service type projects and also just, hey, I'm going to be on on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of spring break. I'm going to eat lunch at or Tuesday and Thursday. I'll eat lunch at so-and-so. Come hang out. Let's let's have lunch and just so use it as kind of a mission opportunity or you know, relationship building time to where you know, you've got an opportunity to have a smaller group, to have some, some meaningful relationship building conversations, that kind of stuff. It, to me, the most effective use of it. Right, right. What about you, Kurt? Yeah, I would echo a lot of that. Uh, those uh, kind of short commitment, uh, not not taking off for the whole week, doing right. uh, some fun or missional type activities. Yeah. Yeah. What you see too is you see that the, there's there's low cost in, investment there for those who are participating, and you know those who, who aren't going on trips. Part of the reason may be they're in a in a situation in their home where they can't afford to go on a trip. Right. So have something there for them is helpful, but it also is, is just a great ministry, really. Right. Yeah. The the students that are at home are often exactly what you're saying, low cost, but also they're often younger too. So their parents are working. And so if you can do a a sort of bus ministry style thing, so we're going to go to lunch, but I'm going to pick everybody up, right? Or uh, we're going to all go to somebody's house and so in the pool, um, but I, I'll pick everybody up. If you just sign up on this sheet, I'll pick you up, drop you off. That can be a huge help and help for the parents too, because you know a lot of those parents who are working, their kids are at home during spring break. You know they don't want their kids to get into trouble, but also they they don't want their kids to just be bored sitting at home doing nothing, playing video games all all day. So they really appreciate the fact that there's something that they're not going to have to get off of work, go get their kid. To, you know it's going to be a, a huge help for them too. So I think all of those things are important. And, and like you guys said, when, when you know there's going to be less, uh, don't plan a big thing. Really let right. the smaller group and plan to do the kinds of things that are great with a small group. And I think the other thing that's important is when you do that, to highlight that it's a good thing that there's less people that day, right? Not be like, oh, 
well, I know we didn't have a lot of people, but we're going to do this thing and we're going to have some fun. But instead of be like, man, I love it when we have these small groups like this every once in a while. Right. We get to hang out and get to know each other really well. All of a sudden, the kids are like not bummed because nobody's there. They're like, oh, yeah, no, that is good. That and <laughs> instead of going home, you're like, nobody showed up. There's only three of us. Be like, man, it was awesome. There's only three of us. <laughs> when those things happen, often it becomes some of the most memorable moments in youth ministry, sometimes even more so than the, than the big event. Right. Especially if you have those youth who feel like they're not the most popular kid in the youth group or they don't feel like they really fit to have that time carved out, you know, even though it wasn't specifically for them, they feel like it was, Yeah, you know, and that that goes a long way. Thank you guys both for being on the call. And, uh, you know, that's really, this whole thing is just trying to help people process, right? Spring breaks heading uh, is on the horizon. What am I going to do about that? Because sometimes uh, youth ministry can feel lonely, like you, you don't have anywhere to go. And we don't want you to have to feel that way when you get online to work, that you don't have to work alone. You can work with the collective. And so we've got your back with games and ideas and lessons and coaching and, and all that kind of stuff, including podcasts just like this one. All that is available at youthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm.